so I need to get a new welcome pack or something like that and find out what you people are all about. So uh, I had a, a weekend to Wagga Wagga to uh, witness my daughter's march out from her basic training in the army. That was really good. Went to a church service on base and I'll tell you something, I wasn't sure what to expect, but when you get a whole group of soldiers shouting out the name of Jesus, there's something incredible and powerful. Now, I don't know whether they really know the power in the name of Jesus, but I'm trying to think of the song that I was singing, but uh, they, th there's a part, what was it called? Mighty to Save. Who knows that song? Hillsong song, Mighty to Save. And when it says Jesus, they, the whole pl the place was packed. This, the chapel was packed with soldiers. And they have this thing, when they get to Jesus, they shout it out. And you just feel this woof of, of something supernatural going on. And I was just like, wow, that is a, so awesome to be part of. So um, that was that last week I was at Bordertown. Um, they were electing a new pastor, so I was on official duties um, uh, helping there with that. So that was good, and it's always good to be home. But I'll tell you, is Pauline here yet? I'll get away with it. Just, uh, if she comes in, tell me to stop. <laughs> the other day, she was hanging some pictures at home, hanging some pictures on the wall, and she's using the meat mallet. So boom, boom, and I said, so being the helpful husband that I am, I said to her, don't you think you should use a real hammer for that? Anyway, she stunned me, but she's not here, I'm safe. She said, if you got hit in the head with this, you would think it was a real hammer. <laughs> not that she said she would do that, but... So, I'm still safe for a few more minutes? Okay, no one tell her. Yeah, I bet you, who's going to be the first to go and tell her? There's always those. It was a true story. So I just want to congratulate Kylie, Claire, Cameron and, and Gillian on their baptisms. <clears throat> so it's a, a fantastic step in your journey of discipleship. It's not the... It's not the the end, it's just a great beginning of where God wants to take you, so well done. Um, also, we have another congratulations to Josie for completing Certificate 4 in Bible College. Well done. It's a great effort. We, when we do the, uh, the, the rest of the students at the end of the year, we'll have a proper celebration for you, Josie, so we won't forget that you're part of the, uh, the college, so that's good. Also, just one other little infomercial for you. We have Heartbeat coming up on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. You'll see the announcement for that later. But if you're part of the church and you want to be um, uh, in on what's going on, come along to Heartbeat. It's a great night, 7 p.m. A lot of people turn up at 7.30 because that's a traditional time, uh, but we're doing it at 7. So uh, come at 7 p.m. Be here on time. And um, God's given me a great word for, for the leaders and the team people. So if you're on a team or you're a team leader, I encourage you, um, come along. Call, call everyone on your team, remind them that it's on and be here because it is going to be good. So here's your official invitation, personally from me. Come on, heartbeat. Whether you don't do anything in church, it's okay, come along. It makes me feel better when there's people there to talk to. So it's great to see Pastor Gary here today. Let's give Pastor Gary a, a welcome. He was a uh, pastor here for 10 years or so. Yeah, he's got a long service leave. It's the best part, so that's great to have him here with us today. 
Um, and if you are visiting, there's a, a lady here from Brisbane, I believe. So I just forgot your name, but let's give her a welcome too. And if you, is there anyone else around here that is from somewhere else? Great to have you here with us today. So today I want to speak on supernatural wisdom. So it really is a tack on to supernatural guidance, but it's a little bit, a little bit different. But um, I don't want to make it part three because everyone's sick of the parts of everything. So we're just going to start from supernatural wisdom. And uh, there's two words in the, in the uh, Hebrew and the Greek that, that describe wisdom. Now, I'm not going to give you the, the, the whole uh, explanation of what these two words mean, but the, in the Hebrew, they use a word called chokmah, and, and that is the truth of God to govern in life. So I haven't got them on the, on the screens there, those two words. The other one is from the Greek word that's mostly used in the New Testament, and it's called sophia. I'm glad Con's not here because he always goes like, well, I've never heard that Greek word. It's ancient Greek, Con. If you're listening to this, it's ancient Greek. Of course you've never heard of it. But it's this word called Sophia, which is to discern and conform to God's will. So often when we read in our English translations of, of where it talks about wisdom, either in the Old Testament or the New Testament, it's usually, not all the time, but it's usually one of those two words. So, uh, so everyone say chokma. That's probably not how you say it, so it doesn't matter. Or Sophia. Yeah. So when you say Sophia, it's like a wise person. Um, so we're going to just launch straight into it this morning and talk about supernatural wisdom. So if you're visiting with us this morning, we've been on the theme for this whole year, and I think it's going to go for a, for a while yet, on the supernatural. And we want to have the supernatural in every part of our, our life because when we're born again, we're born again into a supernatural experience and therefore we ought to live with that supernatural thing in everything that we do from the point when we get saved as we go. So in Ephesians uh, 1.17, a, a good scripture to warm up with this morning is uh, uh, the Apostle Paul talking to the Ephesian church and he says, I pray for you constantly. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's, he's very deliberate with who he's praying to, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 8, if we move along, and I've just paraphrased this scripture, it says, the Spirit gives ability to give wise advice. So supernatural wisdom is found when we glean truth from God and apply it to every part of our life. Now, I think it's really amazing that Paul says that he's praying for the believers in Ephesus, and one of the things that he prays for is for wisdom so that they can know God's will better. So uh, we, we've got to realize that if it was really important for the early church to know God's will better, to have wisdom about God, then it's also applying that to us today. So supernatural wisdom, some people have wisdom as a gift from God for the church. So I just need to also mention there are some things that we will never know this side of heaven. There are some things that we can never understand, some things we just think we don't know the answer, why? There's many, many things, many questions that we say often, why is it like this? Why is the world the way it is? And some of those answers we may never have an answer to until eternity when we see things looking back on the, the life that we've known. But when it comes to wisdom, Jesus, it says, had to grow in wisdom. Did you realize that? 
And if Jesus needed to, then so do we. So it says in uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 40, again, I've just paraphrased this. As a child, it said, Jesus was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. So as a child, Jesus was full of wisdom. We think of the story when Jesus went to the temple and uh, was found in the temple talking to the leaders and the religious um, the religious Jews of the day, the, the, the people who were the scholars of Bible um, knowledge, or, or in those days, the, the Hebrew scriptures, he was speaking to them and, and he had great wisdom and they, they said to themselves, well, how does he know all this stuff? He hasn't been trained here because he had something of a supernatural impartation upon him that allowed him to know things that he'd never studied or learned. So uh, in Luke chapter 2 verse 52 it says Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people and I think that's really important that when we grow in wisdom we grow in favor and we grow in stature as in a spiritual sense not just a physical sense so it was possible and necessary for Jesus to grow in wisdom and I think it's so much more important for us so wherever we're at uh, in, in our journey with God, for those who've just been baptized, I want to encourage you. There's a whole lot more wisdom that God wants to endue you with. And I would guess, oh, here's Pauline. There's a spot for you down the front. <laughs> Lovely to see you, darling. I'm suddenly very thirsty. <laughs> I'm just guessing right now, but a lot of us would love to have the service of a, a personal advisor, uh, someone who's got wisdom for every part of our life. Who would like that? Just give me a hand. I, I'm maybe I've always, always would have loved, especially when I was a young man, because I was always sort of saying the wrong things, getting in trouble, getting misunderstood, and all that, thinking, I, I don't know what the right what the right path I should take, and I would be longing for somebody to mentor me, coach me, be my advisor. Um, maybe it'd be good to have lots of advisors, many advisors, one for every major part of life. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be good? So we could think of a, a food advisor to tell us what to eat, what tastes good, and what's healthy, and, so, and they just say, yeah, we're not going to have that. We'll go to the other stuff. Go to the stuff that's just great to eat but it's bad for you full of salt and sugar and everything it's good no food advice we'd want to say hey what's good and healthy we, we it'd be good to have a money advisor so that when when we get money they can tell us where to put our money and and how how to use it well who'd like a money advisor that'd be great i'm really encouraged about the uh, the the god money and me series that we started last week a lot of wisdom in that so uh it's not our um i guess best method of teaching but I tell you something when you find something really good that can release something in the church then we want to use that so that's why we're using that series um, so what else we, we have relationship advisor coaches how on how to relate maybe a career advisor knows your strength and, and tells you where to position yourself in life what jobs to to go for and what 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 things you should concentrate on maybe we need pet advisors you know, there's some people who, who've, got, who've got great dames, but they really should only have a goldfish. 
It's like, you know, they need a pet advisor. That's not the pet for you. You need a budgie, not a, not a great dame. Sometimes we need social advisors to tell us uh, when, to, when to get out or when to stay home. You need a social advisor. Sometimes we need a social advisor to tell us you know, where we should stand and how, how we should relate to people, things like that. Another one is a really important one that would be great is a spiritual advisor. They could tell us when to pray, uh, when to fly, and the most important thing, where to park. You need a spiritual advisor for all those things with some of the people who I talk to. Really important stuff. But I want to wrap that all together, all those advisors together into one and it comes from the Holy Spirit, and it's called wisdom. And Jesus wants to give us wisdom for living for every part of our life. So God gives wisdom as our advisor to every part of our life. And I tell you what, as soon as Pauline came in here, the, the heat has just risen <laughs> upon me. And I'm very, very thirsty. I'm very, very, very nervous. Wisdom, here's just a few um, I guess, encapsulating what wisdom is. Wisdom is the capacity to know what to do. Uh, wisdom has the right course when you haven't been there before. So here's, here's a really important key about this. Wisdom gleans experience without living the experience. You get that? It's pretty deep. Wisdom gleans experience without having lived experience. Have you ever had that feeling where you think, I just wish I knew what to do because I've never been here before. I've never had this, this decision to make before. I've never gone this way before. So how do I know what way to go, what decision to make when I have no previous prior experience? So there's times that we need wisdom, times that we need to seek wisdom. Uh, before embarking on something new, we'd, we would sort of realize that, hey, you know, if, you, if you're doing something you've never done before, it's good to ask questions. It's good to find out. Uh, to, it's better to, to get advice and get, some, get some, someone else's wisdom who maybe has done it before and tried it. I never do that. I, I would rather break the lawnmower first and then go, now, now I've really broken it, I'll, I'll take it to the lawnmower shop. And then another thing is when we find ourselves in something that we're not ready for. Who's done that at work? You, you think, I'm cool at work. I know my job. I'm, I'm comfortable. It's all good. I know where everything is. And then they say, we're, we're so happy with you. We're going to promote you. And you think, but I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel prepared. I don't feel ready for this. Another good time to find wisdom, to seek after wisdom. And, and I think we need to develop a, a heart of wisdom that says, when I don't know, I find out. Yeah. It's not really very biblical here, but I'm getting to it. So, and another time is any time our experience hasn't prepared us. So they kind of all say the same thing there. But I believe God has given the Holy Spirit so that we can live spiritually, supernaturally, connected, to G connected with Jesus, to Jesus, as disciples who know how to proceed and conduct ourselves in everything. This supernatural wisdom for life that builds people, that builds God's purposes for the church, in the church. So wisdom isn't, isn't just something that we think, oh, it's good, I have a right answer now and then. But God's purpose for enduing the church, enduing people with wisdom, is so that we can build something much greater and much better than what we can just in our own 
ideas. Wisdom navigates us through life spiritually and works out of us, revealing our inner gifts, the gifts that God put in there. Wisdom reveals those things. Exodus 31, we're going to go to some Old Testament right now. Exodus chapter 31, verse 3, and uh, verse 35, verse 31. So turn to the person next to you, poke them. See, they're awake. There's a, I'm going to introduce the star of the morning, the, the star of this morning's message. It's a man called, uh, I'll see if I can say it right, Bezalel. There could be many different um, uh, variations of how you say that name, but I'll say Bezalel. It says he was a craftsman filled with the Spirit of God, with great wisdom, with ability and experience in all kinds of crafts. In Exodus 35 verses 1 and 2, it tells us that there were other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task. So Bezalel is our... our uh, star character this morning and he's a man who demonstrates to us not only to have wisdom but what we do with wisdom so he was one of the people God had uh, told Moses to use to build the tabernacle when the people of Israel were wandering in the wilderness one of the things they did while they were there were build a tabernacle to bring sacrifices and to worship and set up a worship to God and so they needed to build this thing. And God says to Moses, find this guy Bezalel because he's got wisdom and he's going to be skilled in every part of making this huge structure. So building a supernatural church requires people living in the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom, bringing ability fueled to our wisdom. So we need to have our abilities fueled by the wisdom that comes from God. And the thing it says about Bezalel, that he had experience, but sometimes God is going to speak to us when we don't have the experience, but we have a revelation from the Holy Spirit that will show us the way through, will give us a breakthrough. So God has put a craft in each of us that wisdom wants to use. There's a craft within you. You might think, well, I'm just the most insignificant person in the room. God has put a craft in you that wisdom wants to use. Supernatural wisdom doesn't come from what we learn, but from God for the task. So when it comes to supernatural wisdom that comes from God, it's not something that relies upon what we've already learned. And that's what every church needs. We need to have supernatural revelations of God that are wisdom for the day. So supernatural wisdom, there's a, a definite separation from worldwide, uh, world-wise wisdom and Holy Spirit-wise wisdom. So I, I just call that wisdom versus smart. So there is a definite separation between the two. Wisdom comes from God. Smart can be described as our intelligence, learned behavior, or the recall of information. So we, we, we're smart when we can do those things. We go, well, I know how to, how to negotiate through these sorts of things because I've, I've done it before. And I've learned some skills. I went to school. I got some lessons. And so I can bring those things in. That's, that's called being smart. There's nothing 
intrinsically wrong with that. But when we want to step into a new level of things in the spiritual, in the supernatural life that God is calling us into, we've got to, we've got to not throw away our smart, but we've also got to tap into the supernatural wisdom that God wants to give us. Because sometimes we can't see a way through without a spiritual dynamic of wisdom, without a spiritual awakening within us, a quickening of whatever we want to call it, of the power of God to see things that no one else can see, that no one else has thought of. So one writer put it like this, when the spirit of wisdom and revelation is absent, it is replaced by common information. So we don't want to live spiritually. It's okay to live parts of our life with common information. That's okay. But when it comes to our supernatural life, we don't want to live on common information because common information will tell us, well, we don't have enough money. Common information will say we don't have the right people. Common information will say all these, all these negative reasons and we'll say, but the information that we see around us says that this is impossible. But when we have the supernatural power of wisdom, we'll start to say, well, God, you've given me wisdom. I can see how we can do this. I can see how this can happen. So Paul, writing to the Corinthians as we started, he mentions wisdom a lot. The Greeks were confident in their own wisdom. They, the Ephesians were, were Greeks. And they were confident in their wisdom. They could solve problems. They could negotiate. They were good socially, economically, politically. They could work all those things out themselves with their own form of wisdom. That was worldly wisdom. But Paul defines for us two sources of wisdom that we could learn from this morning. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 18. It says, if you think you are wise by this world's standards, that's the first type of wisdom, worldly wisdom. This world's standards. In the New Living Translation, it says it like that. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. That's one of those upside-down, godly perspectives. That you think, I want to be wise, but God says there's worldly wisdom, but if you want to be wise, you've got to be a fool. But what Paul is describing is a godly wisdom that doesn't, that doesn't get manufactured in our, in our worldly perspective. It doesn't come from what we've learnt. It doesn't come from who our friends are. It doesn't come from the church we belong to. It comes from a supernatural revelation of Jesus Christ that sometimes may look stupid, may look foolish. But we've got to know the difference between our whims and the, the power of the Spirit speaking to us. So verse, 14, uh, verse 19 sorry, of 1 Corinthians 3 says, Worldly wisdom is foolishness to God. So there is a difference. And God says, well, as, as uh, wise as wise can be, it's foolishness to God. So worldly wisdom can be an obstacle to accepting Jesus and the supernatural life found in him. Worldly wisdom can be an obstacle to accepting Jesus and the supernatural life that's found in him. But wisdom found in the Holy Spirit has profound results in everything that we turn it to. The key to longevity in ministry is supernatural wisdom. And I, I hope and pray that what you aim for in serving Jesus is to 
go the distance, not have a short little sprint and then then break down and, and give up. But you want to have longevity in the call and the purpose of God in your life. Proverbs 9 verse 11, it says, Wisdom will multiply your days. It will add years to your life. I want to choose that kind of ministry. I want to choose that kind of call of God that I have it added to, not taken away from. And so wisdom will give you that. Now, again, we're not talking about a wisdom that you can learn in a classroom. It's a wisdom that, that Jesus uh, speaks to you on a regular basis where you know how to, how to um, deal with the spiritual challenges that come to you with a spiritual response. That's the kind of wisdom that I want you to get a, a, a heart for this morning. See, there can be no better endorsement to the call of God than longevity in what you do. Now, that doesn't mean you stay in one ministry forever and ever, amen. You can't ever get out of it until you die. It just means that whatever you do, whatever God calls you to do for a time, is you, you're still serving Jesus. You're still in the house of God. You're still, you're still producing fruit. You're still, you're still got Jesus at the center of your universe. That's longevity. Doesn't mean, well, I started doing kids' church and, and that was in 1985 and I've still got to do it because, you know, I want to be wise. And, uh, you know, you, you can move around a little bit. You can even change churches. But you can have longevity in the call and purpose of God when you live with wisdom, spiritual wisdom, supernatural wisdom. So when you feel like giving up, standing down, quitting, stopping, ceasing, first let wisdom speak. Let wisdom speak. You know, supernatural wisdom, I left you a big question mark then because you were expecting me to say, well, how's he going to speak? How do we do that? Well, you work that out. I'm not going to give you everything. Supernatural wisdom saves the lost. Let, Let me show you something. Supernatural wisdom saves the lost. The wisdom most important to supernatural living is spiritual wisdom that comes from God to our spirit, that comes alive inside of us. That's how we get born again. That's how a person becomes born again by a revelation from the wisdom from heaven that touches our spirit, that changes our heart. 1 Corinthians one twenty one. it says, Since God in his wisdom saw, saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, So you know what? Human wisdom will never cause you to understand God. This is what the the, the Scripture is saying here. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. 1 Corinthians 2.13 says, When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. So in our in outreach endeavors, and I, I really hope that we have a church that has many people who desire to outreach, to see people come to know Christ in a powerful way that can change their, their, uh, their spiritual condition from life without Christ to life with Christ. But people get saved when they... Oh, sorry, I'll just go back. In outreach endeavors, just remember this. Be more tuned to wisdom, to wisdom's advice than reasoning and and winning an argument. So you might think, well, I'm going to have all the arguments set down. I'm going to have it all, I know they'll they'll ask me this and I'll have an answer. You know something? You you don't often win people by winning an argument because they'll just think, well, even if you give them the truth that is 
that, that is right, they'll say, well, th- you know, I, I just don't want to receive it because I, you know, they, they can feel uncomfortable about that. But people get saved when they hear words given by the Spirit that explain spiritual truth and demolish their resistance. I remember speaking to a young guy once, and I don't even know the circumstances, how he got hold of me, but it was through a church. Uh, he, he, his brother had... I was in Melbourne. This guy was in Adelaide. Um, his brother uh, had contacted our church. Now, I think he was in Melbourne. His brother was Adelaide, but this kid was in Melbourne. And the brother rang us saying, hey... My brother needs someone to find, you know, talk to him. Um, he, he needs to become a Christian. The brother was a Christian. This other kid wasn't. And so I, I, I thought, oh, this is you know, one of those awkward ones. You think, you know, what, what, come on. I don't know him for, for anything. And you ring up, oh, hi, I'm Rob from the church. And they're like, huh? But I remember ringing him and saying, hey, I spoke to your brother. He told me to call you. And, uh, and we were just, you know, talking. And he's got all these questions about God, about life. And, and, and I don't exactly remember today what it was that I said, but he just went, I, I said something that was birth of the spirit wisdom, not from, from my reasoning wisdom. And he said, boom, that, that's got me. He goes, that, that has just, you know, totally answered the question that I had. And I was like, I didn't, wasn't even sure what I'd said. If I think back now, I can't even remember what it was. But there was something that cut through the, the intelligence sector into the spirit sector that was wisdom from heaven that touched him where he needed to be touched. And, you know, I remember uh, years later talking to him. His, his name was John. And he says, oh, you know, uh, there was another guy, another Italian guy we knew. And he was hanging out with this, with this other guy who had resisted God. For ages and ages and ages, this guy, his, his wife was a Christian, his kids were Christians, but, but this, this father in this house was just so resistant to the things of God. And this guy, John, who I'd had that conversation with on the phone, uh, led him to Christ and went to the same church together for, for quite a few years. And then he's now um, talking to this, to this other Italian gentleman and um, he's arguing and they're, 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 he's saying, oh, what about this? What about that? And, and he's, he's putting it into John's face, you know, and, and then John just just had something from the Spirit of God, cut right through everything he said. And this guy just said, whoa, you knocked me out. As I got nothing to say. And he gave his life to Jesus. And it wasn't the past, it was just this, this young Christian guy who, who was tapped into something in the supernatural wisdom from God that broke through the, the resistance. And we need to realize that, that, that we don't win a lot by winning arguments. We've got, to, we've got to listen, we've got to take things on board, and, we, and it's okay if we don't have all the answers for, for, the, for the questions that people have, or even sometimes just the, 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 the arguments that they want to um, throw at us to resist the things of God, but they can't resist when the Holy Spirit starts to speak through us with wisdom into their situation. So seek after that wisdom that comes from heaven, supernatural wisdom. It can't be bought, but it can be caught if you give yourself to it. So supernatural wisdom has no age barrier. Here's a good one. God can gift anyone at any age with wisdom beyond their age or learned experience. So we ought to avoid age wisdom stereotypes that deny the Holy Spirit at work in a person. Job uh, 32 uh, talks there about... um, this is one of Job's friends, and they're not really great friends either, but uh, they're not that reliable as a, as a Christian doctrine, I don't think, but, but some of the things they say we can, we can get some information from. 
he says, I thought age should speak advanced, uh, I, I thought age should speak. Advanced years should teach wisdom. But it is a spirit in a person that the breath of the Almighty that gives them understanding. So he's saying he thought, you know, old people should all be wise. But he's saying, I've listened to all of you older guys speak to Job and, and it doesn't seem all that wise to me. That's basically what he's saying. Verse 9 says, sometimes the elders are not wise. Isn't that amazing? So we need to avoid age-type stereotypes when it comes to wisdom and think, well, we're just going to go to that person because they're the oldest one in the room. One of the kings of Israel appointed his oldest son to be the next king, and it was a disaster. It turned out terribly for the, for the nation because just because he was the oldest, he was chosen to be the king, but he didn't know how to rule. So sometimes we need to unlearn stereotypes of wisdom and sometimes some of the, some of the breakthroughs can come through a teenager, a child, someone who, who just has a spark of the Holy Ghost for a situation. So supernatural wisdom is not something God is withholding from us or wants to withhold from us. If we turn to Psalm 111 verse 10, it says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom, and all who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. So this relates directly when we respond to Jesus as our Saviour and Lord. And we recognise Jesus deserves to wear the crown in our life. That He is the King. And I think if we've, we've been a Christian for a long time or you're, you're not a Christian here today, I think we need to evaluate who's wearing the crown. Let wisdom grow. Let the supernatural wisdom of God grow in us. And it starts, it says, for fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. I think that's, that word could be used as respect or some other ways we could describe that. But basically, you, you're saying, well, God, I've been wearing the crown. That's not a very wise thing to do, but I'm taking the crown off. So I'm not going to be the king and the master of my own destiny. But Jesus, I want you to take the crown. And when we give that to Jesus, it's like when you're being baptized, you're saying, Jesus, I'm going to live for you. I'm taking the crown off my own head. Or when we give our life to Jesus for the first time, we're saying, Jesus, I'm taking the crown of rulership over my life and I'm giving it to you. And then Jesus says, well, that's good because I know the way through godly wisdom, supernatural wisdom that will help you in every other area of your life if you'll trust me with the crown. That got a bit, a bit weird, a bit deep. So that fear of the Lord, I'll just translate that word as respecting God's kingship, lordship. Jesus is the one who died and he rose again to take away our sins and to deliver us from evil that's enough to want us to honor him to respect him to recognize that he wears the crown i'll just go to james 1 5 the last scripture here today here james tells the those he's writing to if any of you lacks wisdom you should you should ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and 
it will be given to you. So James's advice is, if you lack wisdom, ask God. And he says, God is generous. When we ask, He's generous. Sometimes we've got to reevaluate our, our thinking, our attitude towards who God is and what God's like, because God's not like we are. God's not, God's not like a, a, a stingy father. He's a generous father. It also talks about that God's not focused on our faults. As it said there, without finding fault. He's not, he's not trying to find your fault so that he'll withhold on you. He's waiting for you, for you to ask. That's faith. It's the Holy Spirit that gives supernatural wisdom. It's what was in Joseph and Daniel as they served in pagan ungodly palaces in Babylon and Egypt. They had something of God's wisdom in them. Both of those men are described of having great wisdom because in the case of Daniel, it says because the spirit of the, of the holy gods was, was upon him or in him. So it's the Holy Spirit that gives us this wisdom. It was in Stephen, the, the, the first martyr, when in court, he orated, a, he orated perfectly the gospel to a hostile court. And he, he didn't give up the... the uh, the word of God, even when it meant he was condemned to death. It was in Peter on the day of Pentecost as he preached so that those who, had, who, who never understood could receive Jesus. And suddenly they, there was 5,000 people believed in one day and were saved in one sermon. That was supernatural wisdom poured through Peter through the Holy Spirit that took the people's guards down that took away the resistance, all because he tapped into the Spirit. So I want us to perhaps stand with me this morning. The church needs wisdom. The world around us needs to see the wisdom from God. People in your world need to see God's wisdom at work. So I just want you to raise your hands with me right, right across this place, if you will. If you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. But raise your hands with me this morning. And we, wanted, and we want to activate supernatural wisdom in the church. Just as Belial was used with supernatural wisdom, with skill, with, with all the things that were needed to coordinate building the tabernacle, we need people who are going to have skill and wisdom to coordinate building God's house. So that, that means there's going to be people who, who, are, who have skill for, for children's ministry, people who have skill for gardening, people who have skill to do maintenance, people who have skill to, to counsel and care for people. We need people who have skills in all kinds of areas and that needs to be empowered with the Holy Spirit's wisdom so that we can build every part of the church balanced and well that is a blessing to everybody so i'm going to pray for people this morning that firstly we're going to pray for supernatural wisdom to be awakened in our church so that we don't have a, a flat-footed experience a, a a breakdown in every area but we're saying you know what we know the wisdom and maybe some kids in the youth will come with the answer maybe maybe an old person might come with the answer but we're going to be saying we want the answers that come supernaturally from heaven and we want to build what God wants to build. 
And we want to use God's wisdom to build it. We want to save the lost. We want to see our friends and neighbors and family come to know Jesus Christ. We want to heal the hurting. We want to bring longevity to our calling. I'm going to pray for you this morning and just believe in the Holy Spirit today that as I pray, that you may receive a gift of wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. So perhaps you've, you've stumbled along and found it hard to know where you should be and what you should do. This morning, God wants to endure you with wisdom and He's going to give you what you need to know when you need to know it. When you just trust Him with the crown. Trust Him with the crown. So Jesus, we just pray today. Firstly, I pray over the church. I pray for your goodness to, to uh, pour down wisdom upon us. Lord, to, so that whenever there's a challenge, whenever we don't know the way to go, that we may ask of you. Your word says that you'll give us wisdom, Lord God, if we ask. Father, we pray that um, we can build together the house of God. Father, we pray for the lost. I pray that as a church, we'll have great skill and wisdom in reaching people who are, who are resistant to you that the barriers may come down in their lives. So we thank you for that today. Father, we pray that we may heal the hurting. Lord, that we may have wisdom from heaven that, that, that cuts through the hurt, that cuts through the brokenness and allows wisdom from heaven to, to flow into the, the, the hurt and the broken. We pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we pray for those who are called to serve you. Lord, those who are on the journey of, of discipleship and, and ministry, Lord, I just pray today that there may be a, a, an awakening of wisdom in our lives that we can say, God, I want to serve you all my days. I don't want to burn out. I don't want to run out. I want to, I want to win. And hear, well done, good and faithful servant, when I stand before the throne. So Jesus, I pray, endure us all here today with wisdom for the journey, with wisdom for the call. And I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus today. Amen. Amen.